0: hello everyone welcome back to another episode of girlish my name is gage and i'm here with my co-host olivia hey
1: everyone it's me and i am drained i don't know how you feel but i'm getting to that like end of the year just like so tired of like all of the things that are happening and just like overwhelmed by all the stuff that needs to happen so it's been been a stressful time for me
0: i am there with you a hundred percent like Actually, yesterday, I got off work late, and after I was done, I sat on my bed. I just sat on the edge of my bed. I didn't turn the TV on or anything. It was literally (laughs) dead silent in my room. It was also pitch black because it was like 5 o'clock. And since daylight savings time, it gets dark at 3.35 p.m. So I was sitting on the edge of my bed, just staring at the wall like this for like 10 minutes because I needed to – just process the fact that I finished working, and now I can actually relax. And it's Friday, and I have a few days to relax. But I was my brain—I almost had a just a mental you meltdown just, You
1: needed to reboot. I like, needed, needed to, to reboot. Like I just needed, needed to like
0: sit there, right? And just be like, "You did it. Like it's okay. You survived."
1: <laughs> and you I've been having like a lot of those
0: moments recently, so that's how I know it's like getting to be a lot.
1: Yeah, and. I definitely think daylight savings as much as I, I think it can be kind of fun. Um, I think there's definitely like a link between it getting dark early and like seasonal depression that a lot of people feel. And I think I'm, I think I'm feeling that a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm just definitely just super tired lately. And there's so much that I want to do so much, like things that I feel like I should be doing, but I'm just like, I don't know, it just everything. I just feel really lost right now in my life. I don't know if that means anything or if, like you resonate, but I've been thinking a lot about my job and like where I'm going. And um, and it's been really stressful. So
0: see, that's why I said last week that we are twin flames, like <laughs> because I'm thinking the exact same thing. I feel like yeah, I'm at a point where I don't know if I even want to keep doing what I'm doing but it's also like once you get established in a certain industry or within a certain position you don't want to give up everything that you've learned and your status to start something else and like go all the way back to be, to the beginning so i feel like i am having a sort of crisis regarding what i what do i want to do like is this actually what i want to do and trying to balance the expectation of Knowing that work is never really going to be that much fun, but also, what to what extent am I going to put up with being miserable just to have like a job, you know, and like get money and be comfortable? Because that's a balance, too. It's like, I don't obviously, I'm not obsessed with what I'm doing, but I also need to live, and there's a lot of big things potentially coming up in the future. So, yeah. It's. It hasn't really been the best time lately. I would agree. Yeah, I I feel you on that, and you know, I I I get
1: embarrassed for some reason at like wanting to manifest like good things for me in terms of like things that I feel like maybe are are a little unreasonable to ask for. It, but I think in like what we do, maybe it's not too unreasonable because we've had so many amazing opportunities, especially with the podcast. I guess I don't know. I don't know what it about me that gets like embarrassed or feels weird about it. But I think the ideal job is genuinely just doing this. Like I I always like have fell back on like the idea of doing girlish full time as something to like really strive for and something that I really want. Because yeah, I agree with you. I think like in the roles that I want to do, as much as I like truly believe that I can maybe make a difference in the field that I want to go in, I really, I don't know, the more that I'm... I'm in school for it. Like a lot of the jobs are like now becoming contract. I've noticed, like all the jobs that I'm applying for, they're all for some reason becoming more and more contract. And it's like infuriating. And it's really turning me away from like my whole career that I feel. And so I don't know, I just want a full-time job. I want to, I want a stable income. And I just really am frustrated. And I think like if I want to put all my energy into something, I want it to be creative and be fun. And so, I don't know, maybe one day this will definitely be a full-time gig for us. Um, and we can stop stressing
0: about our shitty jobs. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. And it could obviously be so much worse for both of us. I think we're both okay. But it's it's hard to do this podcast and like do all the fun things that we've been able to do but then have to go to work and like do something completely different when it's very possible that we could do this full-time. And there are people that do feel do this full-time and there are people that actually enjoy their job. So I think that's the hardest part. It's just like not being there yet, but hopefully one day it could be a reality, but. I'll this-
1: never forget. I'm um, <laughs> like our making, or it was creator day when we went. And we were sitting up there and honestly, it wasn't like this, but to me in my head, it felt like this, where whenever we were up there, like on the stage doing the panel and we both said we did, we had full-time jobs, just like in my head, I feel like everyone
0: gasped like, no, they did. They were like, oh my God, like, how do you do that? Like, that's so like, I, I don't know. I feel like, because at that point, most of the people in that room, they weren't, they don't have full-time jobs anymore. Like,
1: probably half of them have never had a a full time job.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, like that's that's it. It's like we are not at that point yet, but it's like on the horizon. Like, you could see it in the distance as a possibility. Yeah. But we're not, it's not there yet.
1: I definitely, and that's why, you know, I really, I, I, you know, I I think we never really gave up on this, but also it's just fun for us to do, regardless of like making any income off of it, which Mm -hmm. we don't make any income i think there's like a like a notion that creators like even small creators make a ton of money and maybe there is an industry where it happens but i think our like community is like extremely niche that like i think that's positive in a lot of ways where we can get a lot of people in our community to like watch us but i think in another other ways it could be like really hard to get new viewership and stuff and so you know we're not like rolling in in dough from girlish which Um, You know, it would be great. So maybe in the future, you might see us like implement more. I kind of want to do more on a Patreon and like really focus that and pushing for that and finding new ways to market us because it is something that I I really believe in. So if anyone's watching and wants to just tell your friends about our show, that would also help.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I like where we are. I think we both treat this as a form of therapy from Mm -hmm. the week prior so um you know that's the direction that I just want to keep going in because I feel like that is when we have the most fun when we're filming and today we're actually doing something really different actually not that different we've done it before but we're like doing something completely different for the entire episode which I'm really excited about because if it goes well I feel like it could be a thing like this could be our new thing, right? <laughs> right. I've
1: been so I've been watching a lot of podcasts that specifically just focus on like going through like Reddit stories and like Reddit forums and reading a lot of like, am I the assholes or like crazy Reddit stories. And, you know, maybe like half of them aren't real, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having a fun time just trying to like engage myself in the story. And a lot of them are really funny. And I really like hearing people's inputs on the story. And so we've in the past, um, as some of our viewers probably know, we've had like segments where we've done like, am I the asshole before? And so I, we thought today it would be fun to do that again and have another like, am I the asshole sort of segment, but make it like the full episode. And so I've compiled some am I the assholes all related to like trans stuff. You know, in the future, I think it'd be fun to like, go beyond that and just like in general, do like, am I the asshole? But I think to like ween us in, I wanted to like search for specific like trans keywords to have it implemented in the story some way or the other. So because of that though, a preface, these aren't going to be like the best written Reddit stories. They're not going to have a million points on them. They're not going to have like a bunch of interactions. It's going to be just like a random post that maybe has like three upvotes that like isn't like really popular. But I found it and I thought we could talk about it. So yeah, I'm very, very excited about it.
0: I love Am I the Asshole? It was like my favorite thing to do, and every time that we did it,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I don't think there are a lot of people that specifically cover ones that are like LGBT related, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of humor in some of the situ in some of the situations <laughs> because sometimes people overreact, and sometimes people are right in their reasonings. So I think it would be interesting to kind of see what we think is like actually a problem and what isn't and what, I I mean, I guess everyone's different. What might not upset us would potentially upset somebody else. But I think that dynamic is interesting because you hear all the time that like trans people are so sensitive or like people in the LGBTQ community (laughs) is so sensitive, blah, blah, blah. So I think it would be funny to see are we actually like that sensitive like or are we able to just think of things and as funny and move on
1: yeah and so before we get into it i do want to say that that i want to preface preface before like we truly jump into it that i don't know the intention behind these stories maybe these stories aren't real and people are trying to paint us as overly sensitive like an overly sensitive community or like i don't know problematic in some capacity so if you hear these stories and like are like you know cringed out by it because it could come off as like transphobic in its storytelling just bear with us i just found it funny and i just wanted to share it and i want to make fun of the story because you know sometimes i don't think you know i think we can just like laugh at ourselves a little bit and i want to do that here so um i think with that being said I want to jump into the first story and because we've already been talking about, you know, us, the our community being crazy, <laughs> I thought I'd start with a story that's a little bit crazy. So, but I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it. Let me find it. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So this one was a little bit unhinged and, um, you know, I think I'm saying too much and I should just like, you know, let it speak for itself. I don't have my contacts on, so bear with me as I'm like- I can also read it me. if
0: you can't read it. I have it pulled open too. Also,
1: I'm gonna, I'll put my like astute like glasses on.
0: Okay. Oh my gosh, should, should I put mine on too?
1: <laughs> right now we're playing cost- smart. They're blue
0: light glasses <laughs> and they don't do anything,
1: but. But I put them you on. look incredible. Thank you. Okay, so this is, am I, this has 20,000 upvotes. So okay. this is, this was, um, done four years ago. So four years ago, trans identities were not talked about a ton. I think trans people weren't like a commonly like addressed issue or like political topic that was brought up a ton. As much as, you know, people like to believe that trans people, I don't like, I feel like within the past few years, trans people have become like a crazy political topic and um 4 years ago feels like forever ago and i know it wasn't as like no one really knew a lot about trans issues so i'm interested in hearing a story from 4 years ago and seeing like our perspective of what it is like today so yes so this is am i the asshole for forbidding my trans sister-in-law from observing me giving birth <laughs> already um the title But okay, so throw away, obviously, this is a pretty unique situation. So I think my main account will get identified pretty fast. Otherwise, I'm 32, female, Florida. So this is my home state, baby. So basically, I thought this was a pretty cut and dry situation, but apparently not. As I'm getting a lot of judgment, some bordering on abuse from different people, and my phone is blowing up. So I want to know if I was out of line. I'm six months pregnant and I've been open about what kind of way I wanna give birth. I've discussed this with my group of girlfriends extensively along with my family. I ideally want to have a natural unassisted birth at home which is near hospital if things start to shape up as problematic. Now for this process, I want support. And of course my husband is gonna be there but I also want my two sisters to be with me. This is where things get controversial. In my many conversations with families and friends, I have mentioned I want my sister there with me. My sister's there with me. I do not want my brother there. That would just be weird. But in these conversations, my trans sister-in-law was present. And she got the idea that she would be included in this childbirth situation. Just for reference, she transitioned around three years ago. I was unaware of this until last week when she told me if there was anything in particular she should bring for the birth. I calmly mentioned that I'm very selective over who I want in the very intimate situation and I told her I hope she isn't offended if she isn't there for my birthing. This is when things blew up. She lost her temper and I got a torrent of emotional uh, outburst. She said that she would never be able to give birth herself and excluding her is taking away from her womanhood and depriving her of her only chance of uh, experiencing this expression of femininity. When she found out my two sisters were gonna be there, she told me I was transphobic and she has as much of right to be there as they do. After this, I received many emails, Facebook messages, and text messages from several different people calling me a transphobe and many other hurtful things. My trans sister-in-law is very active in the trans activism community, which I fully support. And apparently she told them what had transpired. They obviously rallied. this has obviously rallied them to harass me. And now I'm starting to wonder if I messed up. I kind of wish I never mentioned anything about the birthing process to her. Maybe I should have just kept all the plans to myself so she wouldn't feel excluded. I'm aware trans people have a pretty shitty deal in life. And perhaps this added to their feelings of exclusion. But the part of me says it's my birth. But the part of but the other part of me says it's my birthing. I'm going to be very vulnerable and exposed. I'm going to be very vulnerable and exposed. And I, perhaps selfishly, owe it to myself to make it as comfortable and safe for me as possible. So, am I the asshole?
0: <laughs> okay. <Thoughts? laughs> so, I want to know. Actually, you know what? At the end of the day, if someone is giving birth, they have a right to choose who is going to to be there, right? Like, I feel like that's very reasonable. So I don't think that she was wrong. I would, I'm curious as to know why she specifically didn't want her to be there. Like, I guess it's her sister-in-law. So maybe she only wanted like actual blood-related people, like from her immediate family to be there, which is reasonable. But- she didn't really specify why exactly she didn't want her to be there. But I do think ultimately at the end of the day, you if you are giving birth, whatever happens in that room, you decide. Like you are the queen of the room. You are the one giving birth. So if someone is there that you don't want there, then they shouldn't be there. I do think it was a little dramatic for yeah. the sister-in-law to accuse her of being transphobic and say that she's like taking away her rights as a woman or like her femininity and making her, like I don't really know how exactly that's correlated because I it's okay like you're not gonna die because you don't see her giving birth right like you get to see the baby afterwards it's gonna be okay like it's I mean if I was giving birth I would be very selective as to who I wanted in the room as well it's a very intimate situation so like I would say she's not an asshole because again the bride gets to decide what you are not the bride. The mother gets to decide what she wants to do. But I do, I'm curious as to know why exactly she doesn't want her sister a lot to be there. But she has a right to reviews her to be in there. So, right. That's how I feel.
1: I didn't even think about that, but that is an interesting point. Like, she doesn't need a reason, but I want to know yeah. the reason. I just want to like, know, just for the drama. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, what's what is going on? You know? like. And that's another thing like she could have written this and maybe not give the full context maybe she said something transphobic in 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 the interaction which left her sister-in-law feeling like icky about it but in its face value you obviously should be able to dictate who is there with you during that most intimate part of your life especially when you're bringing in something into this world that's so like personal And like, if you want your sisters there and not someone that's not directly related to you, that's completely understandable and a perfect reason not to want anyone there. So in this scenario, I don't think they're the asshole, obviously. Um, And that was the verdict, was not the asshole. And um, But yeah, I think it's kind of crazy to be like, you're depriving me of my femininity because I'm not allowed to just exist through you. It's like weird, parasocial, like odd behavior that like, yeah, I think, you know, it's really sad that trans women are unable to give birth themselves. I, I can understand the pain of that. And obviously it's something that like, you know, we all have to deal with within our own right. But putting that, that sense of like, you know, sadness, that sense of dread that will unable, like we, un, we don't have that ability. Putting that on a cis person I think or just like on anyone just putting that like on another person is just so icky like that's not her problem Mm -hmm. like like it's it's just like a bad a bad vibe and this honestly the sister-in-law doesn't sound like a great person and i'm very curious as what she told her like community like is this public anywhere i want to hear her perspective i need more drama
0: I know. See, that's the thing. I feel like there might be some missing information here because I think it's very dramatic for her to rally the entire community against her sister-in-law for not inviting her to watch her birth. So I feel like there's some missing information. But from what was posted, I do not think that she's an asshole. My decision is that you are giving birth, you decide who's in the room. And I don't think that's transphobic for not letting her in, like at all so yeah out. i'm i'm
1: interested in hearing so here are some comments someone said not the asshole. um what no one gets to be at the birth unless the mother you invites them people are there to support you no one has the right to be there the exactly. fact that she reacted this way and made it about herself and her experience is proof she shouldn't be there if you have a female-born sister who felt entitled, but for whatever reason you didn't want there, I tell the sa- tell you the same thing. Mm. Make sure there is no way sh- she can show up. You don't need that stress to deal with. Mm. Yeah, and that's another thing. When you're giving birth to a child, the last thing you need is to have to deal with any stress of this kind. I'm Imagine sure, like- there's
0: literally a child about to pop out of your body, and your sister-in-law is yelling at you because... You don't want her to watch you give birth. I would lose I just, it. My, okay. And
1: I don't know if you feel this way, but like I, so I carry around like a, a big fear of how people perceive me. I'm just like, I think transphobia has really done its job at making me feel so little, making me so scared of how people interact with me and how people feel about me that I'm overly cautious about. You know stepping over boundaries i'm overly cautious about what people are going to perceive of me that like i want to make myself so small and not like anything to be paid attention to and that's just me you know i think it's just because i'm a product of my environment i guess she is from florida too but being in florida hearing people say things like you know we're like pedophiles and we're groomers and stuff i feel sad because a lot of times like i'm worried to like even be near children and it's so weird but, be, but because of, like, the, the way and the perception people have of us that, like, I just feel so, like, so scared that people are going to say something to me or attack me or feel a certain way about me. And it's, like, really just, like, it's just sad because I'm just a normal person, you know, existing. But, like, especially when a situation like this, I'd be overly cautious about overstepping any boundaries that I don't even think I'd even put myself in the situation. The fact that she like already was like invited herself it was so psychotic behavior to me the fact that i feel like so many trans people wouldn't do this in my opinion just like they would be very cautious being like you know like i am trans and i'm aware of that maybe she'd be uncomfortable so instead of me inviting myself i'm just like i'm just not going to say anything and i'm not going to bring it up and i'm just not going to be there and if she wants me there she can tell me herself But the fact that she invited herself is so weird to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. And my last thought is just it bothers me when people use the word transphobia or throw it around so lightly Mm -hmm. because people are dying. Like people are getting restricted the right to get hormones. There are a lot more serious things going on in the world and you not being able to witness a birth, you're gonna be okay, babe. The world is gonna keep turning and you will be fine. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
1: really That's wanna weird.
0: know. That's fucking weird. That's a weird if, mindset to have. I'm sorry.
1: I just like, I need to know because if she's a part of like a collective of like, you know, queer people, this is four years ago. There has to be like a Tumblr post or something somewhere of her telling her perspective. And I really just need to know if anyone knows, I mean, obviously if this this story could be fake, but if anyone knows of, of where like her perspective is, I'm very curious because. Um,
0: and we may never know. And that's the magic of this. It's that we have to make our decision based off of a single or a few paragraphs.
1: Right. Someone said, "Trans woman here. You are not being transphobic. You alone decide who gets to attend the birth, so you're not the asshole. Dysphoria is a bitch, and your sister-in-law should get this sorted out in therapy. Exactly. Exactly. This isn't That's your a her sister-in-law, problem. right? Your sister-in-law is not your exposure therapy that you need exactly. to like internal, right? Internalize your womanhood or whatever.
0: Like, Such a- you need therapy. <laughs> okay, so we agree. Not the asshole. Yeah." Like
1: Not the asshole. I think very it's just clear, obvious. And I, I'm but... not
0: even like conflicted on this one. It's pretty clear to me.
1: Right. Exactly. All right. So we're I think close. with that case close, I hate trans people. <laughs> yeah, we literally hate trans women. <laughs> All right. Oh my God. Okay. So the next one, we're going to change perspectives. We're going to go into a trans man's perspective. So mm. maybe we'll be stepping out of our line here. <laughs> um, so... I've noticed that a lot of MID ha- assholes regarding trans people have to do with weddings. And I and I think when you combine bridezillas and like trans people and like their expression, I think there's there's like this always gonna be this conflict. And so I've I've seen a lot of similar stories about whether trans people feel safe to be out at a wedding and the bride is like really angry that they're taking the attention or whatever because they decide to present themselves as whatever. So I really like these and I see a lot of these. So this is something similar and I will read it to you. So this is, am I the asshole for wearing a white shirt to my cousin's wedding? It has 425 upvotes. So my cousin's wedding was last night and me and my family went to go to attend. I'm female to male transgender and have not medically transitioned in any way, but socially I have. But anyways, I decided to wear a nice pair of brown pants and a white button-down collared shirt and a brown tie to match the pants. Literally the most cis man drip, the most just man drip at a wedding that you could you could think of. That was my comment, by the way. <laughs> um, I didn't think the white shirt was an issue because my father and one of my brothers were also wearing the same white shirt I was before. And when we got to the wedding, we're um, so and when we got to the wedding so were many of the so were many of the other men there okay so other men were wearing white shirts but when my cousin the bride saw me she was super angry she told me i had to change my shirt but something over put something over it or leave i went back to the car and put on a jacket but ended up having to take it off because her wedding was held in Arizona when it's still pretty warm out She noticed I took off the jacket and came up to me angry again, saying I was taking her special day away from her. But she hadn't asked any of the men to change or cover up their white shirts, so I pointed her out on it and she got even angrier and called the venue's security to escort me out. I hate to throw the word transphobic around, but I almost do feel like she was being a big transphobe because she specifically only asked me, the only trans man there, to change or cover my white shirt. She didn't ask any other man wearing a white shirt. So am I the asshole?
0: No, again, because (laughs) every man on earth, 95% of men wear a white button up with like black or brown pants to a wedding. Like at the reception when they all take off their jackets, they all look the same. Every single man in the fucking building is wearing a white button-up. And the fact that they also acknowledge that multiple other men, other men in there were wearing the same outfit. That goes to show me that wait, what is their relationship to this person? Their cousin? It's their cousin, yeah. Their cousin doesn't see them as a man. That's what I that's what my feelings are. Because they're like, oh, this bitch is wearing white. Not on my wedding, but so many other men are wearing white. So it's like, I feel like the issue is that you don't see your cousin as a, as a man and you don't really, you're not affirming their gender because you, in your brain, you think women are not supposed to wear white to a wedding. Like that's the rule. You're not supposed to wear a white dress or women aren't supposed to wear white to a wedding, period. Yeah, right. But if your cousin's a man, what's the problem, right? Yeah, that's like,
1: it is such a weird, because there's a difference between wearing like a white dress or like, you know, like, like a stereotypical, like what a woman wears to a wedding, but white, there's a difference between that versus like a white button up, which Mm -hmm. I think is
0: like, it's the most basic formal attire piece that you could possibly buy as a man is a white button up. So why not wear it to a wedding? Like, right. people do it all the time
1: no one's paying attention it like it is the most i understand like i think it could it's a little silly like if, if you know whenever i get married like i don't care when um if someone's gonna wear white like whatever it's not gonna be a big deal i know my day is with my partner but i also understand there's etiquette and people just don't want you to wear white at the wedding but that typically is for the women at the wedding so if you know your cousin's trans and they're wearing like men clothing, then like, let it go. Like it's, it doesn't like it, to me, it just is. It's super like, yeah, non affirming for them, obviously, which, you know, I don't think you necessarily need to like, you know, change your whole world, especially your wedding for like for one person's experience. Like I, I get the need to be selfish on this day, whatever you're spending thousands of dollars, like whatever. Bridezilla's, I don't get it, but like whatever, you know, that's fine. But in this case scenario, like, it just is so silly because if they're a man, just like let them, let them do what they're gonna do, like any other man that's there. So obviously they are not the asshole, and I can, I one hundred percent can like see the situation happening, like even within my family, like I, I, I feel the situation, and I, and I genuinely. Like, believe it because it is one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I can see like a bridezilla being like super pressed that a trans man was like, I'm gonna wear just a white shirt. It's so weird.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're an asshole for that. I think your cousin's weird. Yeah, and they honestly are a little transphobic because but i don't with like- you as a as a man.
1: Also, if like, let's say there was a a cis woman who is, whether they're straight, gay or whatever, part of the LGBT community or not, if a cis woman was to show up to a wedding in a button up that's white and some slacks or whatever, I still think that's fine. Like in terms of like a traditional like wedding like protocol or standard, I think a white button up doesn't fall in line with like, you're just not supposed to wear another dress that's white that's that's gonna like clash with what the bride is. So people aren't confused or people aren't paying attention to the bride. Like the whole point is not to wear another white dress. So if it's a button up, that's why it's just like a standard thing that people wear toward two formal
0: events. Yeah. I mean, that's all I have to say. I think that one was really silly.
1: So I think from the first two, I think what we're saying is we hate trans women and we love trans men.
0: Yeah, actually, trans men can't do any wrong, but trans women are crazy.
1: And that's one misogyny.
0: And that's (laughs) on (laughs)
1: Estrada. Right. Estrada making us crazy. Um, Yeah, so that was a fun one, a fun little easy one. Um, And yeah, let's hear the comments on that one, because I'm really interested on um, what people have to say. I'm truly so blind. I was telling you, I can't, like, I'm, like, this far, like, away from my computer, and I cannot read the words. So, not the asshole. It's a shirt. It's literally not that deep. If a white button-down is enough to take her special day away from her, then her wedding sounds like a terrible time. <laughs> exactly. She's the one who ruined her wedding, not OP, which is the original poster. She's the one who ruined her wedding, not OP yelling and calling security is what caused the scene i'm 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 sure no one else even noticed this wearing white thing has become bonkers and ridiculous even if op had been a woman in a white t-shirt and dark pants it shouldn't have been an issue but yeah we didn't even address that she called security on him like that's insane like you literally put someone like in the in the position to like even like harm them like like you don't like you don't know it's like it just is unsafe and and so silly for something like that they didn't have trouble you know what I mean I don't know to me I just don't
0: understand how like a woman in a wedding gown a full ass wedding gown could be threatened by a man wearing a button-up with pants like he is not taking any attention away from you girl I promise like you're okay again so
1: yeah yeah not the asshole yeah and other people are saying that like the big no-no for anyone the big no-no for anyone who is not the bride is wearing a white dress exactly. you are not wearing a dress so not yeah. the asshole yeah, yeah. so
0: and if we're you are going to be mad my last point is that if you are going to be mad about a man wearing a white shirt then you should have kicked all the men wearing white shirts out. Right. Not just your cousin. And I think that was the problem. so silly. So.
1: Let's see. So this is one I wanted to talk about because I found this a little bit relatable. And, you know, maybe you and I can both relate um, as college graduates, as the smartest, like, women in the world because we both have our degree. You're a little
0: smarter than me because you... Um, are getting a lot higher level I of don't, than okay. I am, but yeah, it's okay. It's I easier. don't have it yet,
1: <laughs> 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 but yeah, we both have our degree in, in, um, um
0: we in both have our degree in like the most important topic of earth. Like we have a lot right. to offer with this knowledge that I got stored up in this. brain. Mm-hmm.
1: So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, am I the asshole for not inviting my parents to my graduation? Hi, I, 22, male to female, recently graduated from university, but I didn't tell my parents about it. My parents are really devout Christians and don't approve of trans people. I've told them that I was trans three years ago, which had its own problems. They've accepted that fact, but regardless, have continued to deadname me and misgender me since then, essentially ignoring it. This has led me to not having a good relationship with them since then, where I have been avoiding being alone with them as much as possible. I have and currently am dependent on them. With the graduation, I didn't tell them about it and lied about when it would happen until it did, especially since I planned on wearing a dress, which I did and would have angered them. I thought about telling them about it and suck it up wearing a suit for the occasion since with Asian cultures, or at least with my parents, you owe your parents for bringing you up, and for them, they have worked quite hard for my course. With graduation, it's meant to mark that they all had worked. It meant to mark that they had all worked for paid off with my degree. In my mind, confrontation will happen one way or another, and thought that it might as well be about might as well be about missing this. The day came and went, and I was approached with the question of when it was supposed to happen. I told them about it. They were livid to say the least. They told me that after all they did for me, I should have given them the day rather than not tell me about it. Am I the asshole?
0: Um, they paid for it. That's the thing that's, they, spe- they specify that they are dependent on their parents. So I feel like, if I was in this situation and I had parents that were not approving of my identity, like I understand why you wouldn't want them to be there because ultimately that day is about you. You are graduating, it's a big accomplishment and obviously you don't want people bringing down the moment, but they didn't really even mention if they asked their parents if they wanted to come, right? Like I know you might not have the best relationship, but there's a possibility that inviting them and them seeing you walk the stage and graduating in your gender identity, that could have been like a turning point for the relationship. And maybe they would have put their feelings aside in order to support you. Because I mean, if they they're not obviously approving of them being trans, but they're still paying for them to go to college. So It seems like there's a lot of mixed feelings there. Like they clearly do still kind of love their child. Obviously that's why they're paying for them to go to college. And that's why they are still paying for them and letting their child be dependent on them. But yeah, so this one's actually a little hard. I feel like it's wrong to not have asked at least just to tell them that you're graduating, especially if they I mean, just because they pay. See, I'm having a hard time with this one.
1: Yeah. No, I, this, I also agree with you. This was hard for me because, so you're 22 years old. You're an adult. Like, you can dress yourself. And a lot of colleges, this is recent. This was posted not too long ago. I can tell you when it was posted. Um, it was posted um, three days ago. Colleges are so liberal and I know for a fact that whenever they're filling out their, their like, their like graduation form like to, to graduate, they ask what name that you want to be called whenever you're going down whatever the, the stage or going across the stage. So they have full control probably over the name that they're going to be called and then what they wear. So I don't really see an issue with having your family not come. And I understand you don't want to like be stressed during this day, this important day for you. But for me, I invited my, my parents um, to my graduation because although they didn't pay for it, I, I was able to use financial aid and student loans to pay for it. I still felt like it was such a boss bitch move to have them watch me walk across the stage as me, seeing the accomplishments that I made as me, even though like the world said otherwise about you know trans people and my mom said awful things about how like I'm never gonna like do anything with my life like being able to like do that in front of them felt like the like the baddest move that I could do and so like yeah I like invited them and you know they my mom still doesn't call me by my name and it's tough and like I and I hate it and it's obviously not a good thing and I stopped arguing a long ass time ago. Cause I, underst- I understand how like people have like parents, um, like people of color, um, especially their parents have a hard time adjusting. And I just don't feel like it's even worth the argument anymore. So I like genuinely relate to this person, but if they paid for it, I think that like you kind of owe it to them in a way to just like invite them. Like you said, just ask if they wanna come And then you have full control over everything else. Like, let them see you walk across that stage being you. Like, I don't know. To me, it just seems like such a missed opportunity to really just, like, show it in their face that, like, I'm able to succeed and do amazing things as me. And you have to watch me, like, succeed.
0: Yeah. And I guess... So they said that they transitioned three years ago, but they've continued to deadname me and misgender me since then. So, like... It does take time for a lot of family members to come around. I do think after three years, you should probably not be doing that, especially if you support your child. But at the same time, like you said, they paid for their education. And I think the issue that I'm having is they didn't even offer to ask if they wanted to come because you can't like automatically assume what their response would be if you don't even try. So I, If I had to pick an answer, I would probably say that they are the asshole. Honestly,
1: yes, kind of the same. I agree. I like in aspects, you know, I don't see them as like fully, you know, responsible, like or like fully like awful for this. Like I can understand the the fear of it, like the intensity of like just like not wanting to have to deal with it. I, I get it. But at the same time, it's like. You know, like I, I understand how important those like milestones are for for parents, especially maybe parents of like like of, of like immigrants. And so I understand that like that that like I don't know. I felt like you could have swallowed your pride a little bit, and I know that may be like uh, coming from a no, it's not even coming from a place of privilege because my parents are still so shitty, and like I had to deal with it. And like, but like I said, it was such a powerful move, even going to like dinner afterwards. And like sitting down in front of my mom after like not really like being with my family for like years and then having the like the waitresses come up and like, you know, gender me correctly and like having that happen right in front of my mom, like was so like, it felt so good for me. And and I think that's like what really makes those moments where they can like start to readjust their beliefs. So -hmm. I think pushing them away, doing those things can be more harmful than good. So... I want to say you're an asshole, but I, I don't think you made the right decision.
0: <laughs> That's a better way to put it. Because yeah. I think everyone sets their own boundaries and they have their reasons for doing that. But based off of the information that they provided to us, I don't think that they made the right decision by not telling them about the graduation. So Right. Yeah, so... We, again, what, are against
1: the trans woman. I know. That's what I'm saying. And it's it's the insanity for me. Yeah. Maybe we are a little <laughs> Maybe. So, okay. The comments are, let's see. Oh, wrong one. I have to find the link. Wait, what did I do with it? Oh, okay. It's up here. So the comments are, Originally going to go with, I don't know what that means, ESH? I don't know. You're dependent on your parents, so they likely paid for your schooling. They continue to show an interest and asked about your graduation, and you lied to them. If not that, you didn't invite them. You made it sound like they could come, but lied about it. You are the asshole. Um. If they paid for your college education, then yes, you're the asshole. Your education was a long-term investment from childhood onward and you took it and shut them out of their reward to see you graduate. Graduation ceremonies are not personal expressions of who you are. So there was no reason to exclude them except for selfish reasons. I'm sorry that they are having issues relating to you and other aspects of your life. I can appreciate not wanting to feel like you have to walk on eggshells just to be yourself at your own graduation. However, your education and future career are also a part of you. And it's definitely something you can can all appreciate together. But now you have taken that from them. Also, lying is so unnecessary. If you want them to accept you as you are, you need to start becoming more honest with them. (sighs) Yeah.
0: I mean, see now I'm like, (laughs) I don't think that In general, just because you have somebody, it doesn't even have to be your parents, just because you have someone in your life that is paying for things, that doesn't always mean that you are like a slave to them and you have to do everything to abide by their standards. I don't think that's always the case, but I think just based off of what they described, it sounds like they still do care to a certain extent to want to offer to pay for college. Like that's not that's not a cheap thing to do for your child. So there still is some level of, I want my child to succeed and, and be successful in life that's there. And to me, that's a sign of, you know, they could potentially come around and this could have been an opportunity for that to happen, but they didn't tell them. So.
1: Yeah. And if happened. there was an ultimatum where it was like, you have to dress in a suit or something or we're not coming, then mm-hmm. not inviting them would make more sense. But there was like like it was just yeah. them avoiding the entire situation altogether which i think yeah. is like if you're already that out really to right. them like just like deal with it just be yeah. like, like you they know, might not
0: want you to wear a dress and they might not be super happy about it but if they're not specifically telling you like take that off like don't put that on then clearly they're putting some of their own feelings aside and letting you do what you want to do even right. if they might not be crazy about the idea they're still not forcing you to change, so, yeah.
1: And we have the right opinions because we majored in women, so.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have a PhD in transphobia. Uh, right, and a lot of this is not transphobia, people. It's, yeah, um,
1: it's just, it's just. I, I think personal insecurities back. just like manifested in, onto like other people. I agree. So uh, all right, let's see.
0: That was our first asshole of the day, everyone.
1: I know. There it is.
0: And it was a trans woman.
1: OK, so there's two more. These are kind of you can tell like these don't have much interactions with them because um, they're just written weirdly and they're long. And so I'm just debating on like which one to do. So there's one that's, am I the asshole for not wanting to be friends with my trans friend? Or am I the asshole for being upset that my ex is indoctrinating our five-year-old daughter? Which one sounds more interesting to you?
0: Um, The indoctrinating one. That one? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: This is a little bit of a long one, so bear with me. I might do a lot of like deep breaths in the middle okay so am i the asshole for not for being upset that my ex is indoctrinating our five-year-old daughter backstory my ex will call him fred and i dated on and off for three-ish years it was not a good relationship he cheated all the time didn't put an effort into a relationship and generally treated me very disrespectfully definitely not the way to treat someone you claim to love and i was dealing with my own issues that made it difficult to walk away long story short in 2018 we had a baby girl and broke up for good for good soon after she was born and i got myself into therapy much needed we decided that he would get her every other weekend which wasn't consistent at first sometimes he would never pick her up or drop her off back super or drop her off back super early eventually he consistently got her every other weekend and we just agreed on 50/50 custody a few weeks ago i think it's important that i think it's important that her relationship with her dad gets nurtured as long as he's doing the nurturing my ex's family is all super christian lots of pastors in the family church multiple times a week big emphasis on evangelizing and converting etc However, my ex was never into church or religion. In fact, it was a huge point of contention. It made his relationships with his family very strained. I have deep, very damaging religious trauma, parental abuse, childhood sexual abuse, physical abuse, all in the name or covered up by religion the church. So I don't mess around with organized religion at all. Today, our daughter is one month shy of five. My ex, Fred, is married to a woman we'll call her carol he cheated on me he cheated on me with and my fiance my current fiance is a trans man we'll call him andrew he he's the love of my life and he's helped me heal and love myself in ways i didn't know were possible he loves me unconditionally and he has set the bar so high no one could even come close he loves my daughter like she's his own truly the way he treats her and cares for her Makes me incredibly proud to be with him, the man of both of our dreams, and she feels the same about him. She is obsessed. Over the past five years, Fred has become extremely religious as his wife. They talk to our daughter about Christianity constantly. She brings it up so regularly and consistently when she's at my house that I assume it's the only thing they ever talk about. She relates everything back to God, and I mean everything. I've learned to redirect the conversation so as not to invalidate her beliefs or feelings while also making sure she knows that there are scientific explanations for most everything and that we can be good, loving, kind people without believing in God. Every topic is up for conversation and she's a curious kid. It's getting tiresome to combat these beliefs so regularly, but it's important that she be able to think for herself and come to her own conclusions. Unfortunately, that energy is not being matched at her dad's house. It's very clear that they have a one-track mind regarding how they choose to parent, and that one track leads directly to the God of the Bible. I make a concerted effort not to let my religious trauma affect my reactions to this indoctrination. However, I'm at my breaking point. My fiancé and I had a very brief conversation with my daughter about what it means to be trans, she was asking questions about our bodies, which we answered in an age-appropriate way. We have conversations about lgbtq about the lgbtq community all the time. Two of her aunts are lesbians, and I'm queer. It gets discussed regularly, but this was the first time we got into some more details about my fiance. He explained that he was born with girl parts, female reproductive organs but that he knew even from a young age that he was born into the wrong body and was supposed to be a boy. We kept the conversation short and age appropriate while also giving her the information she asked for when she was ready to move on from the conversation. We did. It was completely led by her. My ex Fred has expressed issue with Andrew being trans. And then she put in quotes, Ugh, I can't even pretend to be respectful here. He's complete transphobic. Um, So we felt it was very important and respectful that we let him and his wife know we had conversations about trans people, let them know what kind of language we use, and communicated that the conversation was driven by our daughter and out of curiosity. The response was lackluster at best, disrespectful at worst. Here's a direct quote, quote, as always, communication is appreciated, but I completely disagree that it was an appropriate time to discuss your genitals and gender with my daughter. However, kid friendly, you try to make it so with all definitely so we will all definitely need to sit down whenever we can make that happen. I'm upset because my partner went out of his way to be respectful and communicative about something that is none of Fred or Carol's business. I've requested to have a conversation with Fred privately. I don't feel that it's appropriate that he is acting like his parental opinion is the only one that matters. I disagree heavily with everything he teaches our daughter, but I'm willing to be respectful as long as I'm extended the same courtesy. It's looking like he's going to dig his heels in about my partner being trans, and I absolutely won't stand for it. Am I the asshole, and am I letting religious trauma win here? I understand that all Christians and churches churches aren't bad, but it just seems weird that they put so much focus on it, especially when she's so young. At the end of the day, it's a personal belief system that they can choose to practice, but it shouldn't f- affect me the way my fiance, chose. it shouldn't affect the way me and my fiance chose to parent or am I wrong here?
0: <sighs> that, was that was so long. long. Yeah. I don't think she's an asshole because like from what it sounds like, it. I mean, it's also hard to tell, especially at a young age, if religion is actually a child's belief or it's been imposed on them by their parents. I feel like you don't really learn until they get a little bit older if that's actually something that they're going to continue practicing for the rest of their life. So I don't know. I feel like she has been been trying to be respectful and letting him talk about religion in a way that's not like indoctrinating her but if he's not willing to do the same thing and allow them to have conversations with her about like what it means to be trans i don't think that's fair to like only think oh i can talk about being religious and being a christian but trans people are bad and i'm not going to allow her father in law to say anything about that because that there's like a two way street and they're not allowing that discourse to happen
1: And I think, yeah, from the way they described it, it seems very age appropriate in the conversation style. Like if she had questions, I think it's silly to ignore those questions or to hide from them. I think it'll only lead to more questions, more confusion down the line. And I think what they described seems very reasonable. You know, I'm, I'm trans, so like I'm obviously very biased. I understand the church has like a lot of negative connotations in accepting trans people. And it seems very evident in The way that her ex, like, perceives trans people is very ingrained into his religion, like, his religious background. And if that's ultimately going to create this, like, disorienting thing for the child, I think that's what's confusing to a kid. That's what's going to fuck up a kid is having, like, like, such, like, these bigoted beliefs that's going to, like, really stress this kid out. And i see a lot of comments are very much people trying to defend christianity and saying they're saying you're not the asshole, but your child should knows that like christianity being a christian isn't always hand in hand with transphobia there can be christian beliefs that like don't believe that transphobia but i don't i don't like that argument because i think christianity is inherently transphobic and people can disagree and i think that just
0: yeah it doesn't mean but it, you, it, it you are but As a whole, it is. And I feel like if you try and dismiss that, you're essentially part of the problem. And I think there's a difference between saying or just opening her eyes to the fact that there are religions out there. Like this just happens to be what I and your mother believe but that doesn't mean you have to believe it but from the way that she's describing and again we can't tell what exactly the dad is telling daughter it doesn't sound like they're talking about religion in a way that you know this is a set of belief that some people choose to have they're talking about it in a way as though it is the right way to think and to go about the world and that's the problem it's because like at a young age you don't of course you're going to say, oh my God, okay, dad, like I love Jesus because my daddy loves Jesus. Like that's just what kids are going to do. And that's, that's harmful because again, they're not, it doesn't seem like they're allowing conversation to flow both ways. And that is only preventing her from being able to think independently. So
1: I liked reading this and like hearing a perspective of, of people calling Christianity indoctrination because you always hear like, it being used towards trans people, like, oh, trans people are indoctrinating like kids when like, you know, other beliefs can be indoctrination and obviously being trans and um, the LGBT community is not indoctrination. It's just who people are, but- uh, it's, you-
0: There's a difference between just telling someone facts and using like scientific, scientific, Studies to explain what's going on I don't think that's indoctrination I think that's just simply educating someone on the way that some people are so yeah it's hard for me to think of being trans and trans education as indoctrination because it's it's literally just a fact of what's happening it I mean you don't have to teach someone to believe that it's it's pretty cut and dry, like trans people exist, you know it's not a it's not yeah. a set of beliefs it's act it's an actual thing it's so sad to me because this situation
1: just sucks, and there's no avoiding it. like you have another parent that disagrees like on something so fundamental in their life, like like truly like religion is such a perspective that people carry it's a philosophy that really dictates a lot of your beliefs and so to have someone that fundamentally is just so different from you and you're both raising a child and you're not together that's just gonna that's just like the most stressful situation and obviously I'm trying to be nice when talking about you know someone who a different belief system like I have had a lot of religious trauma I'm dealing with too so like like as You know a parent like or as like if i were a parent i know that i'd feel super stressed out with the situation as well so i can see why the original poster like well they're stressed out about the situation they're i don't think they're the asshole obviously um but it does it does like overall make me sad about like oh this is going to be a reoccurring thing especially because you're dating a trans man And I'm also, like, I'm just a little sad and stressed out for the fiance because, like, he's going to have to just, like, deal with his, like, soon-to-be daughter, like, having beliefs that may, like, go against who he is and identifies as. And it just makes me, like, sad because I'm, like, that sucks to be in a relationship where, like, your soon-to-be child might possibly gain beliefs that invalidate you through... And I would say it's indoctrination, Mm. um, you know, but I know to religious people, that's not what it is. But to me, that is exactly what it is. And it, it does like suck.
0: Yeah. So I don't think she has done anything wrong. I think she has a reason to be upset. Just because like she said, her daughter is constantly talking about God. And I feel like You know, kids are sponges. They absorb what they hear and what's told to them. So if that's all she's talking about, then that's probably all they talk about. And again, if you're in a situation to agree to co-parent, you can share your beliefs with your child and express to them that this point of view exists. But you also have to be willing to allow the other parent to do the same, even if their beliefs are different. And it sounds like she has been trying to do that and she's pre- been trying to be open about it but the dad hasn't so that's that's where the issue lies
1: yeah it's so it's really hard it's funny because the comments i think it's pretty unanimous like that she's not the asshole and it's funny that I co- the comments aren't even addressing the fact that she asked if she was the asshole it's truly just giving her advice it's like girl like in any interaction that you have with them if it's legal record it because you don't know if like you need it in the future for like, like certain reasons or they're telling her like, um, he and his family show every, no, what is it? Yeah. He and his family show every possibility of telling your child that you and your partner are evil sinners who should be punished. You need to be very watchful of this happening. I think the way you explained things to her was great. No lies, everything at her level, answering all her questions, be on your guard. So people are truly just, like, ignoring the fact that she asked if she was the asshole because it's just, like, obviously not. Mm-hmm. And just giving her, like, like hey, you need to, like, really be careful with this and and think, like, just, like, giving her advice. And I think that's funny, but also really sad.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a tough situation. I don't even know how I would deal with that because, like, you really can't control what what's happening when she's not with you, like, and that's your child, like. Again, it's it's hard to see if that's something that she's going to continue to believe in, or if it's just something that she's constantly being told. So that's what she thinks is right. And like, there's a lot of trauma re- involving religion. A lot of people have it, so it's potentially setting the child up for future trauma once they yeah. figure out that like their dad was telling them all of these things that they don't actually believe in, and they were thought or they were made to believe in. And yeah. So it sounds like the start of a really tricky situation.
1: I think in general, like, I think a good game plan for her is immediately when you can get your child into like a therapist, seeing a therapist immediately, learning how to cope with like ways when these sort of disagreements, these fundamental disagreements happen and like learning how to like exist and. Uh, in a fifty-fifty house split, and these like fundamental things are disagreed upon. You know, I think in general she's gonna see her her like future dad, stepdad. She's gonna see, um, she's gonna see him obviously as a human being. But when she goes back to her dad, she hears the opposite. So I think it's gonna. I think she may grow contentious with her religious father too. I feel like that's very common for people to be exposed to other groups of people and be like, "You guys aren't bad." Like, you're, like, normal people. And then that's how you... that Those are the beginning steps of, like, unlearning those, like, those things that, like, were indoctrinated and ingrained to you, like, religion. So I think she's going to grow up and probably not be super religious due to, like, just the understanding that, like, oh, I have a stepdad that's trans. And, like like, he exists and he's kind. And, like, he has every right to exist. And the idea that religion or that God doesn't believe that trans people should exist is like awful because he's happy and he treats me good so yeah I but I do think immediately this child needs to be in therapy because like there needs to be that middle person that can just like really navigate these situations with them um, in a healthy way so I agree that's the tea
0: (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed that very much that was so fun I I think I feel like it's fun to go through these scenarios, but oftentimes we are able to pull out actual topics that we can truly discuss and this these are like examples of those in action. So Yeah. I actually loved that. That was so much fun. I think in the
1: future I want to do I want to expand on this. Maybe we, we don't have to make every episode this, but Like I would like to maybe do more maybe LGBT related Am I the Assholes or just regular popular Am I the Assholes? Because Mm -hmm. as much as we are a trans podcast, we're also just two friends that would just read Am I the Assholes together anyways. And it doesn't our whole life still isn't all about trans identity. So I think I think just reading them would be fun hearing your perspective. I wanna find one where we disagree on and I wanna like argue with you. But we haven't ever found one.
0: Yeah, well, so far know. we've agreed on literally everything. So,
1: I listen to a lot of episodes of like just random podcasts. So if I hear one that I think will disagree, I'll bring it up and we can yeah. we can um, talk about it. Okay. But yeah, so that with that point. being said, that was really fun. That's the episode. I'm curious That's to
0: it. hear what people think. Maybe we could post something on our story this week if anyone's listened to the episode to tell us what they think about all the scenarios. I want to know if people agree with us or if they disagree with us on any of them. I feel like yeah. I'm pretty firm in my position on all of them. Uh, but again, these are hard because you don't always have the full story. So you I'll kind of just se- have to think of what's given to you.
1: Right, I'll make separate polls on Spotify where you can answer, I'll say story one, story two, story three, story four or whatever. And then I'll put this, okay. the poll selection of am I the answer or not, yeah. and then we can, tr- we can do that on Instagram, too, or if you've listened to it to answer it. But, yeah, if you like that, let us know. We can do more. I think it'd be fun to have, like, a a Patreon-only, like, episode where we just do Am I the Assholes on Patreon and we just yeah, like read them no, or no, something. That
0: could be fun. It could that also could be, be fun. Doing
1: it. Right. It could also be fun if people have their own crazy stories that they want to share with us. Um, that we can read if you're interested like your deepest darkest secrets or your stories or maybe you have an am i the asshole that you personally went through i think those would be fun to read so feel free to like dm them to us that'd be really cool yeah but yeah that's something we'll have to think about more because i really like this and it's so fun to me
0: and it's we can talk about serious topics but it's also fun at the same time i feel like Sometimes we get into really deep conversations, and it's a little bit emotionally draining at the end. (laughs) And I don't really want to do that all the time. Like I know there's important conversations that we need to have sometimes, for like really big or important events. But I don't always want to talk about that. Like I want to be silly. I want to talk about if it's right or wrong to wear a white shirt at a wedding. Like that's what I want to do. I, all right, I need the drama.
1: I need yeah, content that's drama. gonna make me like not think about how heavy the world is all the time. Exactly. So, yeah. But with that being said, our next episode, we're gonna talk all about Love Island. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honestly, we again.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, I want to get into it. Um, I don't think it'll be fun if we if we talk about it. But I guess with that being said, thanks everyone for listening and um, follow us everywhere um and yeah share with your friends um thanks for listening and we'll talk to you in the next one bye
0: i don't know i'm late bye of them <kidding> me. <laughs>